Hello everyone and welcome again to another Teacher Joseph podcast. Well, today we're going to talk about scent and smell and the adjectives we can use to describe those. You might be quite surprised to know that we use the same words to describe smells as we use to describe drinks. Now, as you know, British people, we don't really taste food. And it's kind of the same with smell and scent. These things, especially if they're beautiful, are not things that we really celebrate too much. We probably would if we were able to pick them up. Now, what I've learned living in uh, Spain and in other countries is that things like color and taste and smell, they're often related to memories we have as kids. And so if you don't have the memories, it becomes much harder to recognize or even feel the sensation of something like taste. Because, for example, if you have a memory of your mother's favorite dish, then perhaps when you smell something similar to it as an adult, you would be quite emotional because you would think, oh, that's lovely. But many of us, even though we remember our mother's cooking, we don't, we don't really uh, remember the taste. So, for example, for me, I remember my mother's cooking, but I don't remember any of the tastes of it. And so when I'm eating things, there's no emotional response to it. It tastes lovely, yeah, yeah, but it's not attached to anything else, if you get what I mean. I remember once when I was living, oh, I don't know where it was, I think it might have been Arabia, where they asked me about the taste of something, and I I looked at the person and I said, yeah, it's nice, uh-huh. And the, we had this discussion about food, and the person said, are you sure you're not brain damaged? <laughs> I said, no, my brain is fine. It's just we don't really celebrate these things. I mean, British people don't really get over-emotional about this kind of stuff anyway. And so getting back to uh, smells and scents, it's the very same. Now, growing up, uh, when I was a little boy, there were a few strong perfume scents that I remember. So my grandmother, for example, she used to wear Giorgio Red. <laughs> that was her perfume. And it wasn't until many years later that I worked with a woman wearing the same perfume. And it was quite bizarre because... It, that perfume, as we say in English, it took me back years. It reminded me so much of my childhood because Giorgio Red in the 1980s was a huge thing. And uh, it has a very sweet kind of 
cinnamon type of smell. You know, in those days, perfumes were very strong and they were often worn by people to denote power. Teachers used to wear it, for example. My grandmother used to wear it. She was quite a strong person. And um, uh, you probably would associate it with something similar in your culture. For example, if you're Russian, you might remember Moscow Red. It's the same kind of thing. It's these perfumes which had lingering smells, you know. Now, smell is really a general term that refers to the quality of something that's perceived, okay? We do use it for pleasant and unpleasant odors, and odor it's another word for smell, but I have to say, in the UK, when we use words like smell, odor, then uh, these often bring up negative connotations. All right, so the word smell generally isn't a positive word. Now, there are exceptions to that. You will hear people saying, oh, that smells lovely, especially when they're talking about food, if you're busy cooking, for example. Oh, that smells beautiful. Or if I'm walking past my neighbor's house, I might say, oh, that food smells delicious. Okay, but generally speaking, smell would be much broader and much more negative. Oh, what's that smell? Oh, I'm smelling burning. Is the house on fire? Something like that, you know? Scent, on the other hand, is often used to describe something that's very distinctive. Now, it's a little bit strange because we also use scent when we talk about dogs following a particular scent to catch a criminal. You know, the police have those police dogs, and they're called, I think, bloodhounds in English, and they can pick up strong smells uh, on the ground. We call those, when the dog is following them, scents. Oh, the dog's picked up the scents. Okay? So, uh I suppose we can say the same about cats. Cats are very sensitive, aren't they, to different scents around the house. So we use the word scent for perfume and also for dogs picking up a scent. But remember that smell is more broader. You might hear it, but it's largely negative. A smell can also be neutral, you know, um, if you just say, oh, that's a smell, rather than saying what the smell is. Remember, British people, we don't, really, we don't really celebrate these kind of things. But smells, in a very negative way, we do. But I think that's because in our history, in Victorian times, there was a lot of poverty, a lot of really bad smells around. So I think we often use some kind of negative connotation to refer to smells, you know? Mm. And then uh, there's also, <clears throat> there's also uh, this idea of the scent, which is much more poetic and positive, okay? Oh, what a lovely scent. And as I mentioned a moment ago, also means following a trail 
are getting close to finding something. Um, smell can be used as a verb to smell something from your nose, uh, to perceive or detect an odor. Odor is usually used in a negative way. You know, there's lots of products here which refer to eating odor or how your furniture picks up odor. Scent, on the other hand, <clears throat> is less commonly used as a verb, but it still is one. So smell and scent uh, can be nouns as well as verbs. Um, but if you scent something, uh, it's imparting a pleasant fragrance to something. Like, for example, if you walk around the room with incense, then uh, you're scenting the room, basically. All right, so while smell and scent can be used interchangeably, smell is more generic uh, to refer to any type of odor, and we often use that in a negative way, and scent is usually something more specific, often a carefully crafted perfume. Oh, I love Giorgio Red. You know, um, recently I bought a bottle just to remind myself um, of my grandmother's perfume. It's getting harder and harder to find because, of course, it's not really so popular these days. I remember um, my grandmother, both my grandmothers were Irish. One of them was a very, I wouldn't say happy woman exactly, but uh, she liked to celebrate uh, the senses. She was a Northern Irish Catholic woman and uh, she just loved the celebration. So perfume would have been important for her in the celebration of life. My other grandmother was much more Puritan and Protestant and she wouldn't wear perfume or anything because she would have thought that adorning was a sin or something bad. And, uh, of course, my two grandmothers hated each other. And uh, when they used to meet, my Puritan-style grandmother would often comment on my other grandmother. Uh, she would often make a comment such as, oh, your other grandmother, she loves herself. But it was said in a negative way, as if she shouldn't love herself, you know. And, uh, of course, <clears throat> she would make other comments like, oh, your grandmother's such a nice woman, you know, and uh, she has a lovely garden. It's such a pity that she's going to hell. So if the whole thing was uh, just odd and strange, and when it came to them uh, living next door to each other, they really didn't get along very well. But anyway, getting back to uh, smells and scents, as I maybe mentioned at the start of this podcast, we often use the same words that we would use to describe drinks. So, for example, um, perfume can have a kind of a woody type of scent. Now, if you think of the noun wood, well, uh, like the wood from a tree, for example, a piece of wood. 
if we put a Y at the end, then we can make it into an adjective. Oh, it's kind of woody, for example, you know? So a woody smell would be something that smells like a piece of wood, okay? If you think of citrus fruits, which are kind of sweet and not spicy, but they're kind of characterized by a fresh, tangy smell of lemons and oranges, we add the Y, citrusy. So, for example, I could say um, Giorgio Red Perfume is kind of woody and is kind of cinnamony, like cinnamon. It's kind of cinnamon-y. Think of the word spice. Spicy. It's evocative of spices, suggesting warmth and a mix of flavors, like cinnamon, cloves, or pepper. It's peppery. Um, cinnamony is probably not a good example. It's something that we would say, but it's probably not correct English. Spicy would be a much better description. Minty, like mint. A cool, fresh, and slightly sharp scent, which reminds you of mint leaves. So, mint tea is very minty. Those warm, fruity drinks the Germans drink at Christmas time, they're spicy. So, you can use the very same words to describe perfume. Smoky is another one which suggests the aroma of smoke. Now, I love to burn oud at home. Oud is an is a Arab spice made of, um, I think it's ma. You know the uh, gold frankincense and ma? It's uh, something very strong. It smells similar to sandalwood, you know. Um, so smoky would suggest the aroma of smoke, which could be from wood. So again, we're just adding the Y. Sweet, we don't need to add the Y because sweet is very self-explanatory. It smells sugary. Herbal, some people might say herbally. Uh, oh, it smells herbally, doesn't it? Or it smells herbal. Herbally, I'm sure, isn't a word, but we do use it. Reminiscent of fresh or dried herbs, suggesting a natural, earthy kind of quality. Medicinal, well, if you describe a perfume as medicinal, <laughs> it's probably not a compliment, um, but it's kind of clinical or a chemical kind of sense. You know, like um, sometimes if you have acne or eczema, uh, you need to cover your body in some kind of liquid. Uh, when you do that, um, people might say that, oh, what's that smell? It's very clinically. Sometimes uh, people who are in hospital or older people who take a lot of medication, they have a very clinical smell. And again, here, we might add a Y, clinically or doctory, but uh, they would be very informal ways of saying it. Medicinal would be the correct way. Um, musky, that's a heavy animalistic or earthly scent. Uh, 
We do use that to describe perfumes, but we also use that word to talk about things which um, may need to be cleaned, like a body scent, for example. Having said all of that, there is a type of perfume which is called a musk. Uh, so it is, it is positive as well. Um, fruity, well, as we mentioned earlier with citrusy, uh, it's something which is reminiscent of fruits. That could be anything from, for example, strawberries or apples, right up to what we were talking about a moment ago with um, being citrusy. So th those are all very positive words we use to describe perfume. Now, of course, when we're describing smells, we don't often describe perfume. Smells are usually much more general. Um, uh, you know, my, my grandmother, again, this is the one who, who was very Puritan. She used to um, uh, ask us questions when we were going to church and these things. And she would say, you know, when you go to church with your other grandmother who's Catholic, isn't it all just smells and bells? Meaning, isn't it simply incense and ringing of bells? Because, you know, uh, in churches which aren't Catholic, they don't use incense. They're much more literal. They have the book and they read it. So that was something she used to always say, oh, Catholics, oh, smells and bells. Um, but it shows the power of smell and what they were thinking. So let's talk about bad smells for a moment. Okay, now, of course, we don't use these to describe any perfume. Vile is something which we use a lot. Oh, that's vile. That smells disgusting. Disgusting is another one. Um, overpowering is another one. Overpowering. Oh, that smells overpowering. Uh, the words are endless to describe the negative smells because uh, in British culture, we use the word smell for a wide range of negative uh, aromas. Okay. Oh, disgusting. Oh, that smells awful. Um, the most common one probably is putrid, uh, if it's something which is decaying or rotting and it's emitting a really horrible smell. Um, abhorrent is probably the, the, the way that you could describe a really bad smell, but much more common would be, oh, disgusting, awful, oh, that smell is disgusting. Oh, that's horrible. And we we seem to enjoy describing bad smells. So there's no point in going over all the words because they're endless. And this is something from our Victorian history when a smell evoked class and how poor someone was, you know. So putrid, disgusting, awful, um, distasteful. Uh, these kind of things and other negative words, uh, the list just goes on and on and on. Okay, so our culture is a bit cynical. 
we usually describe things in a negative way before we describe them in a positive way. And if you invite a British man for dinner, you ask him what he thinks of the food, he's going to say lovely. The only way you'll know if he liked it is if he left half of it on the plate, you know. Uh, and probably he would make an excuse like, oh, your food is lovely. It's such a pity that I ate so much before I came. Or, um, oh, it's lovely. So good that I just couldn't eat anymore. It's so filling. And usually what that tells you is that it's not pleasing to him or her. And they don't want to be rude, so they say something. So, yeah, you have to be a bit of a, an expert to find out really what a British man is thinking because we don't often speak directly if it's someone that we don't know too well. And there we are. So those are some general ideas uh, to help you with scent and smell. So as I was saying earlier, you know, police dogs, they go and they find a scent. Flowers of lovely scents as well. Um, but more commonly, perfumes have scents, but a general word that we use for things, smells. So there we are. So that's it for me today. I hope you've enjoyed this. By the way, Giorgio Red is good. Yeah, I really recommend. Next time you're in a perfume shop, one that specializes in older perfumes, and you like power scents, uh, yeah, I do pick some up. There we are. All right, then. See you all. Bye.